I know people will be intrigued to to find out what it's like to see it from like Instagram yeah. and the glitz and the glamour. Is it as glamorous in, in real life? It is, yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's open houses every single week where you go into villas for 20, 30 million. There's a DJ there. They've got a buffet out, you know, and all DJ. that. And you get to see these just ridiculous, ridiculous villas, you know, with unbelievable views, like really, 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 really amazing. So that side of it's really nice. But you do have to work hard. You, mm-hmm. you do have to work hard. You know, the job is commission-based, you know, so if you don't work, you, you don't earn hello 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 and welcome back to another episode of the podcast chats and we have a very very special guest today brian welcome to the podcast good morning how are we i'm good thank you how are you yeah yeah very well so we bumped into each other in the gym didn't we the day yeah 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 and I kind of was like, you need to come on the podcast. <laughs> yeah, you didn't give me a choice. So yeah, you're a close friend of Henry's, obviously. And yeah, so let's just jump into it. What I haven't actually prepped you for is how would you introduce yourself? If you're meeting someone for the first time or in like a taxi, what would you say? How do I introduce myself? Yeah, how would you introduce yourself if you're meeting like a stranger? Just, yeah, hello. You know, Ryan, nice to meet you sort of thing. Yeah. As if it's business or... If it's business, pleasure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. My name's Ryan. Yeah. looks Properties. How can I help? Yeah, nice. That's about it. And then let's do the three facts then. So I prepped you just before. You had a bit more time than Holly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. What have we uh, got? Three facts about me. I actually, well, I come from Warrington originally, a little town between Manchester and Liverpool. I was a pretty much a gardener for 10 years on and off. Uh, and now I live in Marbella and on my own real estate company, so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, obviously things have happened in between that, but that's the, that's the short oh, that's the story. Fact, yeah. So, so Warrington then, what what was it like growing up in Warrington? Like my mum and dad are from Liverpool, so yeah. I spot Everton and stuff. I know Warrington in between. I think my mum maybe lived there at some point of her life, but yeah. what, what was it like in Warrington? I mean, to be honest, it was it was all right. I had quite a, a good upbringing, you know, a lot of a lot of friends. It was raining almost every single day there. So, you, <laughs> you know, you've got to find things to do, which are not outdoors. But as far as, yeah, like growing up there, it was it was, it was all right. You know, like mm. I went to, went to school there, went to college there actually, and... Yeah, it wasn't, wasn't too bad, really. Just yeah. the, the main thing for me was the weather. Mm-hmm, the weather, like that's it. sort of what made me want to want to travel and see different countries and nicer things. So mm-hmm. I'd say mostly the weather is what made me sort of, you know, travel and be in the position where I am yeah. today, you know. Well, what was like, going back to young Ryan then, what was like first memories? What did you enjoy doing at like primary school? Was it like, did you like the educational side or was it the sports uh, side? Or, or I didn't what? really like the educational side. I wasn't, you know, I didn't really like school growing up. Okay. You know, I preferred playing football, uh, tennis, uh, ping pong. I was even into fishing. You know, for me, I liked everything around school. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't really like a massive into school when I was, when I was younger, my favorite projects were probably art and, and wood design. Oh, you know, nice. things like practical. Yeah, yeah. I've always been quite quite hands-on, you know. So things like maths, geography, science, history, I wasn't too keen on them. Mm-hmm. The other things I, you know, looked forward to. Yes. Was sport a big thing for you then growing up? Yeah, yeah. I was really into football, really, like really into football. Who did you support them? Uh, Manchester United. Uh, okay, so you're like a bit better than us at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I you're, supported you're, them when they used to be good, basically. <laughs> yeah. When David Beckham would play, you know, when they had the good team. Oh, have you watched his documentary? 
I did, yeah. It was amazing. What do you think? Yeah, it's yeah, really yeah, good, yeah. isn't it? Really, really good. He's had quite a tough life. I mean, not tough, tough, but the, the ups and downs of his career were, yeah, I couldn't believe it, really. I, I always find them like sporting documentaries so interesting. Yeah. Because you only see them face value, don't they? When they're performing, fighting, playing football or whatever, and then you actually get to know them and you think... Yeah, at the end yeah, of the day, you don't have... They're humans. Yeah, you don't have a clue, do you? When you see these documentaries and they're at home saying, oh, we didn't leave the house for a week because of the press, or we were getting threats and things like this. I wasn't it's, eating it. It's, yeah, it's, it's terrible, really. It makes you think twice about, well, yeah. Yeah. So was that where you wanted to be when you were growing up, a footballer? No, I loved football, but yeah. I knew I wasn't good enough to be a footballer. <laughs> Surely at that age, everyone thinks they're good enough. <laughs> no, I didn't. I'm, no, honestly, I didn't. I just loved it. I, I yeah. wasn't very good, to be honest. Yeah. And, I, and I sort of knew that, but I just really enjoyed it. Yeah. You know, like I the was camaraderie. Quite, yeah. I was quite small and skinny at school, like really, really small. And everyone else started like developing sooner than me. So it got to the stage where I was just getting pushed off the ball all the time, you know, injured and everything. And that's when I sort of lost interest a little bit and discovered different things. Right. But I guess... I didn't have a clue what I wanted to be, you know, when, when I grew up, when I was younger, I didn't really have a, have a passion really. Yeah. Uh, and I'd say I probably still didn't know what I wanted to do up until the age of 32, 33. Mm. You know, I've, I've tried so many different things since I was 16 onto like to the age of 32. So yeah, a lot of different career changes and things yeah. like that. I suppose then you get to find out what you like and what you don't like and what you're good at and what you're not so good at, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It was For me, it was more about the experiences. My dad gave me some really good advice, actually. Well, well yeah. I, I thought it was good advice. He said, son, you know, don't, don't settle down until you're 30. You know, don't worry too much about the future. Don't, like, you know, worry about finding a partner. Just, just enjoy yourself. Just enjoy your, enjoy your 20s. So... Yeah. Pretty much that's, that's what I did yeah. uh, until I turned 30. But then I'd say it had an opposite effect. When I turned 30, I was like, oh my God. We get my shit together now. I've, yeah, it's going to get my shit together. Got to settle down. I remember I was in New Zealand. I had my 30th birthday there and I was like, oh my God, I'm still traveling, you know, enjoying myself. Like I need to think about the future. So I flew home. I got sponsored to stay there, live there, but I canceled all that, flew home, back to Warrington, got a dog. Bought a house and was like, right, I've got to settle down. I've got my shit together now. <laughs> yeah, yes, and that's 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 what I did. It was, it was weird. Twenty nine, I didn't think like that, and then something just clicked. What my dad said, and I turned thirty, and I thought mm. of things different. Yeah. How how old how old are you when he told you that? Then I gave you that advice. 16, 15, really? 16. Yeah, it's pretty good advice at that age, isn't it? Normally, like parents would be like, you need to get good A levels, you need to go to university, yeah. Yeah. you need to get a degree. Yeah, different, very different yeah. advice. Yeah. So, so then. As, as 16 then, what did you kind of do up until 30 when you, when you came back? Like you said, obviously you're in New Zealand. Uh, what did you do back? What yeah. kind of different things did you do? Well, I actually went to college uh, and studied garden, believe it or not. I did a national oh, really? diploma. You can do that like, at college? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah, you can. Uh, so I did a national diploma in landscape and... Sorry. Yeah, sorry. yeah I did a, a diploma in landscape and uh, amenity horticulture. Mm. Uh, so that was sort of the, the job I took with me all over the world. I, I lived in Australia for three years, uh, lived in New Zealand for two years, lived in Canada for a year, lived in Indonesia for a few months. Really? Uh, and I sort of took that job and that's what I did for, for most of my, my twenties. That's amazing. Yeah. So Just being able to travel with your job, isn't it? That's, that's what you want. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I definitely had some 
career sort of changes in between. You know, like in Australia, I, I wanted to be a scuba scuba instructor, a scuba diving instructor. In uh, New Zealand, I wanted to be a skydiving instructor. So I've, yeah, I've never, like I said, I've never really been 100% sure what I've wanted to do. And I've tried, tried many things. Really. Yeah. What was your favorite place you've been to then? Because I've, I've never been to Australia or New Zealand, but I'll kind of, uh, I was actually born in America though. Fun fact. Oh, really? In Boston, Massachusetts. Oh, wow. American passport. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, but I've never been to Canada or Australia or New Zealand. Yeah. Oh, it's, they're, they're amazing. New Zealand and Canada are quite, quite similar. But I'd probably say New Zealand was my was my favorite place. Why? Yeah. Why would you say that? It just it was just so laid back there, like the atmosphere there, the vibe. Everyone was just really chilled out. You know, it it wasn't too busy. It was it's quite a big country, and the population was quite small. So anywhere you wanted to go traveling, it was just one big open road to get to here, to get to there. You know, like the traffic in the UK is just a nightmare. It's just madness. But New Zealand was just, and it had everything. They had huge mountains, so you could go for walks, you know, mountain biking. In the winter, you could do skiing there, snowboarding there. And the, just the scenery there was just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah definitely recommend New Zealand. Oh, definitely. That's cool, yeah. I know one of my clients, he says he loves New Zealand. So yeah. It's just like different over there, you know what I mean? Yeah, and the people are just also friendly. Same with like the Aussies in Australia. I, I loved it there as well. Like just so friendly. All they want to do is go surfing and go to the pub and have a beer after, like really laid <laughs> Proper back. Proper social. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No work, all social. Yeah. And then did you go solo? Was it solo traveling then? Or did you go with anybody else? I've done a bit of both. My first trip was around Europe with four of my mates. We built a camper van and traveled Europe for six months. We got this huge Mercedes Sprinter van. We all sort of pitched in and took us six months to build it, like bunk beds in it, slept like six people. And just traveled, traveled Europe for, for six months. So that was my first trip. That's when I got the, the traveling bug. Yeah. But that was, yeah, it was, it was brilliant. Because I think a lot of people in the UK, maybe more so in the North, they, they don't seem to really leave the hometown or the home city, do they? They're quite like set on just staying in the same place and they don't really explore, apart from maybe going on holiday once or twice yeah. a year somewhere. Yeah. Whereas there is a big wide world out there, isn't it? And even just exposing yourself to different like nationalities and cultures and stuff, you grow and develop as a person, don't you? Oh. And you understand the way yeah, the yeah, world yeah. works a bit more. So like you must have gained invaluable life experience. That 10, 12 hour million. Was it? Yeah. I, I mean, I used to, every year I'd come home to see family and friends and I, and I couldn't believe each year I'd come home and my friends are still doing the same thing, still got the same job. Nothing's changed, you know, changed, still drinking in the same pub. You know, they just look a little bit, maybe a little bit fatter and a little, <laughs> little bit balder, maybe. <laughs> Literally. But, and even 10 years now, I bet I could go back now and some of them are still doing the same job that was supposed to be a temporary job, you know, mm-hmm. since they were, since they were 18 and they've not, they've not explored the, the world and it's, it's changed me as a person and the memories I have, I, yeah, it's write a book. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But that's, that's what I mean. Some people are just happy and content doing that, aren't they? But like when you go back and you've got stories to tell and stuff yeah, and, you, yeah. and they're like so interested and you think, what are you doing? Like yeah. at least try something different. You yeah, complain yeah, about yeah, your yeah. job anyways. Why do you just do something yeah. else? I don't know. It's yeah, weird. exactly. I mean, listen, if that's some people don't like it, do they? Some people don't like to travel, you know, so if that's... They don't like change either. Yeah, yeah. so, you know, but uh, yeah, for me personally, I couldn't be, couldn't believe it really. Yeah. So then at 30, when you got your shit together then, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what were you, what were you thinking? Were you just thinking, this is me now with my dog in my house? 
I'm set for life. <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah, I, I really was. I mean, I was looking at I was looking at people around me, and you know, they they'd started their own business. They were buying, you know, uh, a second home, investing in this, investing in that, and I didn't really have much to much to show for you know my time. Just, I mean, amazing memories. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, financially, though, I thought, yeah. yeah, financially, I'm gonna have to sort of sort it out. You know, so yeah, I bought my first house when I was. 31 so i saved for a year uh bought my first house when i was 31 uh i've always sort of liked the idea of buying houses and flipping them and, and renovating so i bought a rundown terrace terrace house in warrington got that for eighty thousand. you know five six years ago that could actually get you quite a nice you nice you know nice terrace house in warrington Boo. renovated that myself spent ten thousand on it and flipped it for uh, one hundred and fifty thousand. so amazing i made it? like made like fifty thousand on it yeah that's great did you know anything like that before then i've always been quite hands-on uh, you said yeah you know uh, i've always helped my dad with jobs around the house and everything and being a gardener you've always got to fix things and repairs you know repair things and you know i'm quite quite good at things like that you can watch things on youtube as well a lot of youtube videos out there like do it yourself so yeah, it was it was amazing. That was actually during COVID uh, yeah. when I did that. So I sort of got laid off work and had six months sort of doing nothing, you know. So that's the time I just spent. I just dedicated all my time and just worked on the house every single day. You know, that's yeah. what sort of got me through through COVID. Really, just got my head down and renovated the the house. Plus, it's something to just keep you busy, isn't it? In COVID, because that's the thing. There's- what call today was it? Yeah, exactly. You know, it was something to get up in the morning. I had my little gym in the garden as well. So I was just gymming and working on the house to mm. head down. And that sort of, yeah, COVID sort of had gave me the time to, to do it. Really. Yeah, productive, yeah. Yeah. So did you do any more houses after that or? No, no, no. That was the, that was the only one I did. The plan was to do, to do more houses, but then that's when I decided that I didn't like it in Warrington anymore. I want to move somewhere, somewhere nice and hot and sunny. Yeah. How long had you been back so, when you decided that? Two years. So I came back from New Zealand at 30, bought the house. And then I remember it clear as day. I was laying in bed watching this TV program called White Lines, mm-hmm. filmed in Ibiza. Yeah. And I was sat there in Warrington. It was raining outside. It had been raining for like a week. And Ibiza just looked amazing. Yeah. So I was like, right, I'm selling up. I'm moving to Ibiza. <laughs> now I'm going for it. I'll, I'll buy a speedboat. I'll do boat tours around the, but then my mate lived in Marbella and mm. I got talking to him and he said, Oh, why don't you, why don't you come to Marbella? You know, I've just got this job in real estate and we're looking for, looking for an agent. So I was like, maybe, maybe. I mean, it's, I want to do my boat tours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I've never really, my background's never really been sales and things mm. and. To, to be a real estate agent in my bay, I was like, don't you need years and years and years of, of training and experience? You know, they're going to take a, take on a gardener from, from Warrington. But yeah, they, they did. Yeah. Mm. They did. Uh, I, it was scary at first, like really scary. And, but I sort of learned the job and yeah, it's, it's why I'm sat here today in, in my bay. Yeah. You know, where I am today. What was it like then making the move over? Was it like easy to do because you, you lived all over the world or were you think, for thinking was, Ibiza? Or? For me, that was easy. Like it re- it doesn't scare me whatsoever, you know, just packing my bags and leaving everything behind and just moving to a country on my own. Like that does not, not scare me one bit. So it was, I was just excited. To, I was excited to get the house on the market, see what I could get for it, pack my bags and just, just go something something different. You know, I don't like... I don't like Groundhog Day when you're doing something for too long and 
just gets a bit boring. I always yeah. need to be changing. The next you know? thing, the next thing. Yeah. 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 So had you ever thought about being a real estate agent? No, before? no, never, never. <laughs> not, not in the slightest. My original plan, well, was the, the boat things or even to become a, you know, live the quiet life and become a gardener here in, uh, in Spain, you know? So it was a massive, huge turnaround. I was going to say, yeah, that's complete turnaround, isn't it? Being yeah. a gardener and a real yeah. estate, a real estate from my, in my opinion is very like get up and go and like, yeah, boom, 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 boom. Where's the gardener? Oh yeah. Come to your house tomorrow. And- yeah, a lot, well, more, lot more laid back. Yeah. Said that the plan was to sort of come here and semi-retire and live the quiet life in the sun. <laughs> but yeah, that, that did happen. <laughs> yeah. So then, what can you remember? What it was like first day real estate agent. What was that like? I remember the interview as well. I was yeah, I was really really nervous, really really nervous. Like big company, Marbella, doing something and I'd never done before. Like I was, yeah, I was terrified. Like, I don't think I slept the night before. Yeah, it's like, oh. Uh, but yeah, luckily they just opened, they just opened the office and they wanted, they actually wanted someone working in, in rentals. They were starting, they were upgrading the sort of rental side of everything and they wanted an agent to, to start in rentals. So yeah, I started off, started off in rentals. Yeah, it was, like I said, it was tough, really, really tough learning the job, not knowing the area, you know, but. Yeah, I, I, over time I, I learned it, you know, mm-hmm. I was, I was hungry. I was, I was hungry to, to do better and to, to earn some good money, you know. Yeah, I think, I think that's half the battle though, isn't it? If you're willing to work and willing to learn, yeah, then you can along the way. But if you're not and you're just too set in your ways, then you probably will fail, won't you? Yeah. Yeah. I think with this job, it's more, it's more personality and how hungry you are, you know, like the job you can learn, but your personality, it is, it's harder to change, isn't it? Mm. So it was, it was good. I mean, the, the company who told me on were, were brilliant, you know, like they, they take on people with no experience, you know, they, they give them a chance, you know, they, they teach you the job as long as you've got sort of a, a bubbly personality and you are hungry and, and confident, they'll, they'll take you on and give you the chance, you know, so it's, it was good. Yeah. Good. Was it the job what you expected or was it completely different? It was what I expected. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it was what I expected. Yeah. It's like I said, it, it was quite full on, you know, you're, you're working all the time. You can't just with garden. It was a job where you put the tools down and that's it. Four o'clock, five o'clock, the, the job's over. You don't have to think about it in the evenings, at the weekends, you know, but with, with real estate, you've got, you could have a hundred clients in your database from America, Australia all different time zones. So in the evenings, you're speaking to clients. Sometimes in the middle of the night, if you've got a big call, weekends, you're speaking to clients if they can only schedule a call at the weekend. So it was very different. It was, a, I went from a job where I could switch off to sort of never being able to fully, fully switch off. Yeah. So no, very, very different. Yeah. How did you find adjusting then? Was it all right? Or was it a shock to most, the system? Yeah, most of the time it was all right. Sometimes it was a bit of a shock, you know, sometimes I was like, oh, I just want a week away where I can switch the phone off, yeah. you know, and just relax on the beach and do nothing. But I couldn't, couldn't really, really do that uh, for quite some time. So that was probably the biggest, the biggest shock, Yeah, you know, but the, the money was brilliant. Yeah. So, and the lifestyle was fantastic. Yeah. That's the thing. The lifestyle of it is so good, isn't it? Yeah. Like unbelievable. Yeah. And I was saying to Holly earlier, it's, it's what you make of it as well. You can go out to all the flashy places, can't you? or you can go to the gym and be healthy or go to like the traditional local yeah, places as yeah, well. That's, that's the beauty of here. You've got your little local Spanish tapas restaurant where you can go out and spend 30 euros on, you know, a meal for two and drinks. And then you've got the, the fancy places, 
you know, where you can spend 300 euros on, on one meal. So you really have got the, got the option to do both, which is, is brilliant. Mm. So how, how long were you in rentals for then? How, how long? One year, I think I did. Yeah. yeah. One year I did in rentals and then they said, would you like to make the move into sales? Oh. Uh, and again, that was a, that was a step up and that was a little bit, a little bit scary for me as well. Cause you're not just dealing with someone renting an apartment for 2000 a month. You're dealing with people looking at villas to buy for five, 10, 15, 20 million. Silly money, so isn't it? <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was very different, different. So was that good then for you? Because you said your personality is very, you want to do the next thing, the next thing I was thinking, the next thing. Because yeah. You, would you, were you getting like, and, uh, itchy feet in, I was yeah, the, the yeah, rentals, yeah yeah definitely yeah it was a really good move really good move for me I, I'd done it for a year uh, and I was starting to get a bit yeah like I, I want something different now mm-hmm. so it came it came at a really really good time uh, and I actually found sales a lot less stressful than than rentals yeah. why, why? Uh, I think with rentals you're you're always on the go you know you're checking people in and out of apartments and villas every weekend you sometimes have to go to villas at like four in the morning because the clients at six to check him out and check the villa. And then maybe someone has damaged something in the villa. Mm. And then you have to say like, okay, okay, you've done this. And they're like, no, that was already done before. And it was just every week there was, there was, there was something, you know, you rent them, you rent them an apartment and you know, you still have to manage that apartment as well for, for long-term rentals. You know, you give someone an apartment for a year, you have to manage that for a year if there's any issues. So your clients are always ongoing. Yeah, stacking up. Yeah. It sounds more like a concierge service, isn't it really? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, we, we did everything as well. We we didn't just, you know, do the, the rentals. We offered them like airport pickups and uh, private chefs, cleaning services. So it was, it was really, really ongoing. Mm. So I actually found the moving to sales a lot less stressful and I actually had more, more free time, you know, in the, in the evening and in the weekends to, to go to the beach and things like that. So So what was actually like doing sales then in Marbella as a, as a real estate agent? Because I know people will be intrigued to, to find out what it's like. See it from like Instagram and the glitz and the glamour. Is it as glamorous and in real life it is yeah yeah i mean there's open houses every single week where you go into villas for 20 30 million there's a dj there they've got a buffet out you know and all that and you get to see these just ridiculous ridiculous villas you know with unbelievable views like really 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 amazing so that side of it's really nice but you do have to work hard you Mm. you do have to work hard no the job is commission-based you know so if you don't work you you don't earn so yeah, you have got to put the effort in and work hard. And yeah, if you, if you, if you're hungry and you're that type of person, you'll, you'll do well. Because well. everyone seems to do real estate over here, don't they? It seems to be like, all right. Yeah. yeah. I'll change my Instagram bio to real estate agent Marbella. Yeah. And then look good on social media. But to, just because you look good on social media doesn't mean you're successful. Does it completely different? Yeah, exactly. Like this. Yeah. The, the competition is huge. Absolutely huge. There's a, mm. you know, there's a real estate. A shop on on every corner sort of thing mm. so you've really got to you've really got to stand out you've mm. really really got to stand out you've got to be you know you've got to be first you've got to be hungry to make those calls you know you've got to you've got to build that relationship with the client you know as well mm. it's not it's not just about selling houses you know these these clients you could be working with them for a year you know they first might get in touch and say oh, i want to buy in a year's time 
And then every week, every month, you're calling them, you know, how, how, how are things looking your end? Are you, are you ready? You know, the properties I sent you, what, what do you think? So you've, you've really got to build like good relationships with your clients as well. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing, isn't it? Because if they're spending so much money, they want to deal with somebody who's sound. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you have to like get the care on. as well. Yeah. Yeah. You've got to get on. You can't just be a salesman. You know, you, you have to sort of get on with them. They've got to like you and they've got to trust you, yeah. you know, and, I think because I've not really had a sales background. I've had a background in, in gardening, you know, like I. Pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I quite, I care about what I sell to, yeah. to my clients. You know, I don't just want to sell them something what gets me the highest commissions. You know, I actually care about finding them their, their dream home, mm. you know. So I think that's, for me, that's my sort of, I think that's my strength with, with being it. An agent. Yeah. Just asking questions, I'd imagine, and making, do you like make notes, say like, oh, I don't know, has your kid started secondary school yet? Or blah, blah, blah. Are they playing football this year? Yeah. There's, there's the, loads of things that go yeah. into it. You know, people want to be near the schools. They want to be near a park to walk the dogs. They want to be near a football pitch. They want to, so they might like golf and you want to be near a certain golf course. So you, you have got to get to, get to know your clients. If you're showing them things in the middle of nowhere and they want to be near a golf course, it's, it's not going to work out. So yeah. you, you do have to get to, get to know them. Yeah, because if, if that was me, I'd be thinking, have you been paying attention to what I've been saying? Are you actually listening to what I'm saying? Then you just go with someone else, wouldn't you? So yeah, that's, that's, detail, yeah. that's it. And because there's so many real estate agents here and the competition's so big, they could be working with multiple agents. At the same time? At the same time. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they, could, they could make several inquiries and they won't tell you that they're working with other agents, you know, mm. but they could be working with three, four different agents all sending them properties. So... That's why, again, it's, it's tough here. You've got to, you've got to be first, you know, you've got to, you've got to put their, put the research in and find them properties that get them, get them excited, you know, mm. and keep the, keep the phone calls going, keep the relationship going, or they will, they will go with someone else. Yeah. yeah. All right. So then what was next after sales then? Was it, did you just leave after the sales job or? Yeah. So I worked in sales for, uh, for two years, two and a half years, mm. really, really got to sort of learn the job and mm. learn the job. You must have developed your skills massively in them two years, did you? Yeah. Yeah, I almost, well, I felt like I got chucked in the deep end a little bit. You know, I'd sink, sink or swim, you know, <laughs> with it being commissioned. If I didn't, if I didn't sell, I, I was going back to Warrington. <laughs> so yeah, it was, I, I learned a lot and it went, went really, really, really quick. And then after the two and a half years, I just thought, right, I can, I can do this better. You know, mm. I, I've, I've, I've learned what I've learned and. I can do this better. Yeah, what's like? What's next for me, isn't it? That's the next step, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'd done it for two years, and I was getting the, the itchy feet to do something else, something different, yeah. keep the mind going. So, yeah, that's when I decided let's let's do this on my own. Had you ever th thought that you'd set up your own real estate business? Though? No, 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 <laughs> definitely not, definitely not. Especially when I first started, mm. I really, really didn't think I would be sat here now saying I've got my own my own company. So. <sighs> Even I've got to sort of take a step back and look at where I am. You know, my yeah. family and friends can't, can't believe it either. You know, they're. It's amazing. Yeah. It's crazy. It's Can you remember when you thought that you wanted to set one up? You remember like the day or the time or kind of the. Yeah. The so we, yeah, before we set up the business, we, we, we went traveling. Me and me and Holly, my partner, we, we went to Thailand. We said, right, before we get stuck into this, we need a little bit of a, little bit of a break. Mm. You know, we've worked hard for three years not really had a day off or, you know, not had time to sort of think about what, what we actually want. So we, yeah, we, we packed our bags, booked a flight to Thailand 
I just, we had two months there, just, you know, turned the phones off, just really, really just chilled out so we could have a good think about, about what we want. And that's when we really come up with the idea for the, for the new business. Yeah. So, so then setting it up, was it easy? Was it hard or straightforward? Because you've obviously worked for a company before. Uh, wasn't straightforward. I mean, things, things take a while you know, to get into place. It's not just something you can just do overnight. It takes so much no. time, don't they? Like yeah. I'm a person who wants everything like now, but then when you realize, like, especially in business, everything takes ages, doesn't it? If yeah. you think something's going to be done today, it's definitely going to be done next week. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was sort of eager to get things moving in Thailand. I'd had a little bit of a, here's me saying I needed a break, but then one week in, I was like, right, what are we doing next? <laughs> you know, what, what are we doing? I want to earn some Bored. money. Yeah, yeah, we've got no money coming in. What are we going to do? <laughs> Uh, and Holly, my partner was just like, just chill out just for a little bit, you know, let's just have a break, you know, and we'll, we'll sort it out when we, when we get back. But I sort of wanted to get things moving whilst we were, whilst we were away. Cause I knew things take so long. I didn't want to sort of come back from traveling and be like, right now let's start. Cause then it could be three months before, you know, the business is going. So mm-hmm. things do take time. You do need three months for the four months to get everything into place, you know, set the website up, set the business up. You know, so yeah. And then you, you said about stuff that you could do better or you want to do better than in your own company. What kind yeah. of little things are you going to be doing differently or what kind of things do you think that clients will appreciate more in, in that sense? Yeah, it's just about, for me, it was about investing the money, money wisely. You know, like the, uh, the company who we used to work for, they, they built a games room in their, in their, in their office and spent 30,000 euros on a, on a games room. You all know, right for some, <laughs> yeah, all right for some, yeah, exactly. But for for me, I you know, I I've always wanted to go that extra mile. You know, like once we get, you know, when the money was sort of built up in the business, it's like right now, what can we do? What can we invest in? Can we buy a a villa, a villa project, and, and renovate? You know, so I'd like to sort of invest the money a, a bit different than where we used to work, and you know, a bit be a bit smarter, smarter that way, uh, and. And they had a, they had a huge team. They had like 20 agents working for them, you know, all fighting over the leads, you know, 10 of the agents weren't really interested, you know, they, they were more interested going out drinking and things like this. So there was, for me, there was a lot of sort of wasted money there. We just have, you know, a small team, you know, we maybe grow it to say five, five, six agents, uh, and just you know, have, have five killer agents, you know, working for us, treat them well, you know, don't get too, don't get too greedy. You know, when, when, when they do well, we, we do well, you know, like we're, you know, become sort of a, a family, you know, and yeah. reward them when they, when they sell as well. Yeah. I think like having five, six is more like a family business and it's a nicer culture, isn't it? And then you get to know people more on a personal level. And if it's maybe, I have never had a business of 20 people or whatever, but I'd imagine yeah. when it gets 20 people, you can't spend as much time with each of them. And yeah. maybe if they're unhappy, you don't know about it. Yeah. You don't you have know to have different managers and stuff, but yeah. Yeah. Like you say, if you've got a small team, you, you can reward them better as well. Yeah. And, and yeah, stuff like exactly. that, which I think is, is quite cool. That, yeah. But getting those people in, it'd be hard isn't to fit the culture. And if you have one like bad egg, just get rid of them, isn't it straight away? Whereas if you can get like, say five, six killer agents who, believe in your vision and stuff and are actually decent enough people and they're not yeah. too egotistical. That's the, tough winner, thing. Isn't it? That's the tough thing here, especially in my bear as well, because you can be easily led. Mm-hmm. You know, with so, it. so much you can do every day a, of the week. Yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. So that is, that is the top thing, finding good agents who you can trust, you know, who you can trust, who you say, like, you know, you do become a family, you can go out for dinner and, and celebrate all, all together as a family, you know? So that is, that is the hard thing, finding good, reliable agents who, who are hungry, you know, who can work from home and you trust that they're, they're doing the job, you know, who don't need to be micromanaged. Yeah. So that, that is probably, I'd say the, the hardest thing yeah. to find good. Good agents. How, how, how do you do that? Or how are you going to do that then? Do you reckon? Oof. Very good put question. You on, put you on the squat here. Good question. Uh, <laughs> Just be really, really lucky and everyone that we employ is sound and good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's basically the answer. That, yeah. No. Cool. no, very, very tough question. I think that, that maybe might take time, you know. Getting to getting to know people, you know, you might hire some bad agents, you know, it's just about yes, yeah. it's just part of life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. say for me, my team, I've been very, very lucky. I've only got a small team, you know what I mean? It's me, Yoni, videographer, who I've known since uni, since I was eighteen. Yeah. Zishan, who's in Dublin, and then Maha, who's overseas. And yeah, I've just been lucky that the people that have joined yeah. Being good and sound and we get along. Well, that, that's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> I did, did a podcast a few podcasts ago with one of my clients and he said the same thing. I asked him the same question. He said, he's got like five or six staff members in the family, family business. Yeah. I said, oh, how, how have you found like employing staff and team members? And he's just like, just super, super lucky that everyone's been oh, good really? and sound. Yeah. Honestly. Well, hopefully we're that, we're that lucky. That'd be perfect. I know. Cause I, I know, um, like one of my, one client and one person I speak to, he's got a bigger team and it's hard because people, some people do just turn up, do the bare minimum, get yeah. paid and stuff and then go, obviously it's different if it's commission only and stuff. But yeah, yeah. yeah I think staff and team members are the hardest yet most rewarding, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's just about building that relationship with them and, and treating them well and not being, not being greedy, not being, you know, not just basically. paying them the bare minimum, you know, like mm. paying them slightly more than, you know, other agencies pay them and rewarding them when they do well, you know, mm. it's about keeping them because there's so much competition out there that got a thousand agencies that they could go to who might pay them more, you know, so it's, yeah, it's about having that relationship for me with each, with each one and treating them yeah, really well. Definitely. What's the plans then for the next few months or the next six months to the, the business? Would you say? Or what's kind of like the vision? Yeah, like I say, grow grow the business, grow the business. We're we're sort of online at the minute. We don't have we don't have an office. So yeah, maybe six months, one year's time. The plan would be to get a get a small office. Uh, you know, grow the team to five or six agents. You know, and yeah, go from go from there. I think that'd be exciting, wouldn't it? And especially. I think growing a business is probably one of the most exciting things, isn't it? Seeing it go from zero and then when you get more yeah, team members and if you amazing. get an office and stuff and if you yeah. think. Especially because it is yours. It's, yeah. your, it's your business. You know, you get that website and it's like, that's my website. <laughs> yeah. You know, you get the office and that we come up with that name. It's, yeah. it's, it's amazing. It really, really is mm. exciting. I was speaking to Holly a bit about it, but let's speak about it as well. How did you come up with the name? Holly came up with the name. <laughs> Holly yeah. came up with a name. I wish I could say I came up with a she name. She didn't but... actually say that. To oh, me did she? No, not? no, she didn't take credit for it. Oh no, she came up with a name. We, I'm sure she mentioned, but we we had a few, and we were going back and two, and that the name wasn't easy. You know, it probably took us two to three months to actually oh. come up with the name. We had one, and we started buying the domains, and then we had to change last minute, and then you you get one, and you think, is it good? Does that sound good? Yeah. You know, I it's... think name is the hardest thing to do. 
but it should be the easiest because whatever you call it, everyone else is going to call it that anyway, aren't they? Like, yeah. Cares. yeah. <laughs> like, you can call it. It's a massive thing, know. but it's not a massive thing. Yeah. In, but in it the means so breath. much because it's yours, isn't it? It's like yeah. naming a child. Yeah. You want it to sound good, but yeah. you don't want to tell got. someone and they go, oh, that's, what's that crap? Yeah. That sounds ridiculous. <laughs> and, and, and there's no going back. But yeah, so how, how did you come up with B looks in the end? I think. We we started with we started with Vida looks like we we wanted to sort of combine two two words you know Vida looks like life luxury look luxury life sort of thing. like yeah. we I mean originally I wanted to call it Finch Finch Homes like my second name and the Holly was like no come on that's that's, that's ridiculous we're not, we're not calling it that we can, we can do okay. better we can do better than that <laughs> so yeah she came she well she came up with the idea of sort of combining a couple of spanish words together and things like this and i was like that's that's really really cool actually and yeah one day in thailand we would just lay there and she came up with up with b-lux short for be luxury and i was like wow that's yeah that's really cool it's it's so, really i was saying it's so simple isn't it but like i'm so surprised that the domains and usernames hadn't been taken yeah yeah we were surprised as well like really really surprised so yeah, fantastic. And it looks good as well. It'll look good on the signs and things. And yeah. like I say, it's, it's short and, and you can, it, there's a lot you can do with it. Yeah, so, no, definitely. Yeah. No, I think happy, it's really cool. Happy with it. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about then, did you want to talk about biggest regrets or biggest mistakes so far in business or personal? Whatever? Okay. And it's something that you wanted to share on the podcast. It can be edited out if you say it. I mean, we've all, we've all got silly regrets that I probably can't talk about on the on the podcast <laughs> but i'd say i'd say to be honest one of my biggest regret regrets was not investing in property when when i was younger okay you know like i went traveling when i was when i was 18 and just basically traveled until i was i was 30 if i could go back i would probably invest in a property when i was 18 before i went traveling you know and that property would have grown whilst i was traveling i could have rented it out i could have maybe got a second one and sort of grown that but it's it's when you're 18, I wasn't thinking, you know, I've not got this mindset like I've got now. You know? So looking back, I would, yeah, invest in something at an early age and then maybe go travel, you know, yeah. you know, get some renters in it. That property will grow. You'll get the rent paying the mortgage, you know, and then when you finish traveling, the mortgage might be paid off and you're left with, you're left with, with something. And yeah. you know, so that's probably my, my biggest hope. I think that's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. But the thing is, if, you knew what you knew now at 18. That's I mean, exactly, dangerous. Yeah, I was a completely different person when I was 18. So yeah. it's, it's hard. But yeah, to give advice to people who are now 18. Yeah, that's yeah. That, that's what I would say. Don't spend it on a night out every Friday and Saturday night. Yeah, yeah. That get money. the house and then spend it. You know, spend <laughs> the rent money on the, on the night. <laughs> and then what do you reckon your greatest strength and your greatest weaknesses? Greatest strength for me. I've always been happy being on my own. You know, I like my own company. So... Uh, a lot of people don't know, do they? they no, no, surprisingly, some people don't like it at all. They don't like being alone. Like they've always got to be with, with someone, you know, and for me, I've always been fine being on my own, you know, and that sort of made me have this incredible life traveling, just packing my bags, going to different countries on my own, you know, not knowing what I'm going to do, who, who I'm going to meet, but it just didn't, didn't bother me, you know, like it really, really didn't, really, really didn't scare me. I. Holly was probably my first serious relationship, you know, at 33 years old. Yeah, that's impressive. So again, that's my dad's advice saying, don't settle down until you're 30. So I I didn't. (laughs) I believe you, dad. You should have told me about the property though. (laughs) So yeah, that's probably, I'd say that's probably my biggest strength really. I'm I'm happy being 
being on my own. I don't feel, I've never felt like I've needed, needed anyone. Yeah. Uh, I think that's made me quite, quite strong, you know. Definitely. I think people struggle with being with their own thoughts, don't they? Like being on their own and yes, I've learned thinking, that yeah. sort of later on in life as well. And people, mm. people do. I've been very lucky that I've not sort of, you know, that's, that's not been a worry for me, you know. I've always just had my, you know, I've always been into sports and passions and going to the gym, you know, so that I've always had my mind dedicated on, on something, you know, if it was running for a, for a marathon, if it was training at the gym, if it was, you know, mountain biking, it's, I've always sort of had my mind on something. Mm. Have you done a marathon before? I've done a half marathon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I started training for a full and then got to the half uh, and then did that and yeah, I, I hurt my leg. I like twisted my ankle and couldn't walk properly for for like a month or so. So oh. that sort of put me off doing that, doing the full one. But yeah, but my mate's girlfriend, I think she's signing me up for a half marathon next year. Nice. I've never done anything like that before, so I'm a bit scared. Yeah. I think running's quite trendy now. It is trendy, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I would like to get into it, but I'm thinking I'm just a bit too lazy. No, film me soon. <laughs> never too late. And then what do you reckon your greatest weakness is? Weakness. Yeah. Uh, put you on the spot. I've always been quite, I've always been quite shy. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. In what sense? I've always been like quite, quite shy. Like when it, especially when I was younger, like putting myself out there, interviews, public speaking, things like this, even, you know, well. like I couldn't have done this when I was, when I was 18 or 20. So that's probably held me back a, a little bit, I would say, but I've got a lot better as I've, I've, you know, as I've got older, especially when I moved here and got into sales, you can't be shy in, in sales, you know, you really, really can't. So, but yeah, looking back, I'd say that was maybe my, my weakness when I was, when I was young. A lot of people are scared to come on the podcast though, generally. They're like, yeah, I think it's just yeah. because there's that little GoPro there recording, but you forget it's there after like five, 10 minutes, don't yeah, you? Yeah, you do. Yeah. But it's yeah. just, I always say it's like, be comfortable being uncomfortable. And that's how you can like grow as a person, put yourself in them situations. Cause yeah, the first, it's a good way to put it. Good, good, good way yeah, to say it. The first time doing anything, you're going to be shit. You're going to be bad. But as soon as you do it one time in a year, think, oh, I know how to do that now. Then next time I'll be better. Like my first podcast was awful. You know what I mean? I think it didn't even record. And I was like, fuck. And now I've done like 70 odd and I'm like, oh yeah, I kind of know what I'm doing. There's always room for improvement though, isn't there? You know what I mean? But, yeah. You've got to face your fears, haven't you? Yeah, exactly. Really, really got to face him. I remember I was uh, a best man at a wedding and I had to do the oh, best man's speech. Oh, that would have been so hard scared. I just didn't enjoy... It's a lot I didn't, It was a wedding in Ibiza. I didn't enjoy the holiday because the wedding was at the end, weeks and weeks leading up to it. I was just like, oh, sleepless nights thinking about it. What if no one laughs? Is you know, And then you start looking at what you've written thinking, is that a load of bollocks? <laughs> Probably. Like, but again, I was... I felt like my mouth was going to close up just as I was about to speak. They put the microphone on. There's hundreds of people there. But then I just got into it and it went really, really, really well, like really well. And that feeling after it was just amazing. amazing. And yeah. so definitely worth it. Yeah. I've, I've been the best man at a wedding, but when I like listen to the speeches and stuff, I think fucking hell, fair play to you, you know what I mean? Because you'll have been, like you say, thinking, are you going to laugh? When do I pause? Is it going to be good? Yeah. Because there's so much pressure on that. And the best man speech is like the biggest part of the wedding. Everyone's like, oh, I can't wait for the speech. You know, this is why I come to weddings. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God. Because you have to, I don't know if you're like younger and older, but you have to cater for different like audiences and different groups of friends, don't you? Old, young and whatever. Exactly. You've got your mates sat in one corner and then you've got the 95 year old grandma <laughs> sat in the other corner and you're like, well, there's a few things that I can't mention, but then if I don't mention, then I'm going to laugh, but the grandma's going to laugh and 
it's, it's tough. It really is yeah. tough. No, that's cool. Right. So where can people follow you, find you, plug the website links, the social media handles, your personal stuff? Where can people follow us? Yeah, and find you, yeah. Yeah, website, www.beluxproperties.com. We're on Instagram as well, Belux Properties, Facebook, TikTok, uh, and soon hopefully we'll be on we'll be on YouTube and getting some videos out there and everything. Yeah, that's so, what you want. Yeah. There's a really good company that me and Henry were looking at. I can't remember. I won't name them. They're like smash YouTube and I think you're fucking good. You yeah, I mean? yeah. I'll talk to them about after. But yeah, right, everybody. Thank you very much for watching. If you watched on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, like the video, comment your favorite part. Any questions for Riley, leave in the comment section below. If you listen on Spotify or Apple, make sure to follow the podcast and leave a five-star review. Come see you next time. Bye, bye, bye.